At the beginning of Pashas Tzaveh, we find Psukim, which at first glance seem to be very repetitive. As if it's Torah saying the same thing twice. The Pasuk is describing Hashem's instruction to Moshe about fashioning the clothing of the Kohen Godel, the Big Day Kohen. And he says, Bring Aaron and his son's clothes. Spells them out. Aaron, When you bring them close to make them coin him, and therefore it says, You should make the sanctified clothing for Aaron, your brother, the forest. As a source of honor, as a source of splendor. And then the apostle goes on to say, You should speak to all the people who've been given this extra chokhmah, Shemilei Sibra chokhmah, Vosuas Big Day Aaron, the Kadshoi, the Kanadi. And they'll make the clothing of Aaron. To Makadashim, to sanctify him to being a coin. And what are these clothing? The Eila Bagodim Ashayasu, these are the clothing that they should make. And explain God should the list of the clothing. And then the Pasuk seems to repeat itself. Vasu Big De Koidesh, the Aaron Achicha, or the one of the Kanadi. They should make the Kali clothing for Aaron. Well, we just said that the line before. We were told that Moshe should speak to the Chachmedev and they should make the clothing for Aaron and these are the clothing they should make and then again they should make the clothing for Aaron. So at first glance it seems a bit repetitive. But if you look at it a second time we'll notice there are actually a number of differences between the two The first one is in the first Basak it says that they'll make the clothing for Aaron Lekadshoi the Kanali in order to sanctify him, in order to make him a Kodesh, to be a coin. And the second Pasuk it doesn't say the Kadshoi. It says they'll make the clothing for Aaron your brother and his sons the Kanali to make them coin him, but it doesn't say the Kadshoi. The second difference between the two Pasukim is in the first pasuk it talks about Aaron, and in the second pasuk it calls him Aaron Achicha, Aaron your brother. What's the significance of that? So let's examine and learn together the role that the big Dekanim played, and perhaps we'll be able to understand what the Pasuk here is alluding to as well. So firstly, how does somebody become a Kohen Gadol? We know it's a Mishnah, and we learn it from a Pasuk, that there are two ways a person can become a Kohen Gadol. The first way a person can be elevated to the position of Kohen Gadol is the Shemin HaMishcha, the special anointing oil 
which Hashem told Moshe to produce at the beginning of Pasha's Kitisa was poured over the head of the coin and that made him into a coin god. It was called the coin Shenimshach Hashem and Amishcha. A coin Gadol who had been anointed with Hashem and Amishcha. The second way that a person could become a Kohen Gadol was if he was given the eighth Begadim of the Kohen Gadol to wear. The regular Kohen only had four Begadim. The Ksoynes, the Mechnesayin, the Avnait, and the Megbas. And then there were the extra four Begadim which were unique for the Kohen Gadol. The Choshen, the Aphoid, the Me'il and the Tzitz. And therefore the other way that a person could be promoted from being a regular Kohen to becoming a Kohen Gadol was by wearing the big the Kohen Gadol. What's called the Kohen Hamerubi Begadim. The Kohen who was given the extra clothing which enabled him to become a Kohen Gadol. We know historically that the Shemna Mishra was hidden together with the Aaron HaKodesh, towards the end of the time of the first Beis HaMikdash. And therefore, any Kohen Gadol who was elevated to the post after that time was a Kohen Gadol who had been promoted by means of them wearing the Shemun of Agadim. They no longer had the Shemun HaMishra. That we know it's the Mishnah, that there were two ways to become a Kohen Gadol. But if we think about it more deeply, it's not just two alternatives of how a Kohen was elevated to the status of Kohen Gadol. There's really a very big difference between the two approaches. Let's think about it. The first option was the Kohen who was anointed with the Shemin HaMishcha. Well, who would anoint the Kohen with the Shemin HaMishcha? The Shemun HaMishcha wasn't free for anybody to use. And in fact, the Torah warns that if a person uses the Shemun HaMishcha wrongly, without permission, so it's Chayef Kores. And therefore, if we would ask, who was the option of using the Shemun HaMishcha as a way to anoint the coin available to? It was the prerogative of the Navi. Who B'Shem Hashem. He was the one who was coming, so to speak, as Hashem's emissary to anoint the Kohen God. And the Shem and Amishcha was the sign, so to speak, that a person had been chosen from above. And therefore the Navi, as Hashem's Shliach, poured the oil over his head. The second option, however, of wearing the Shemona Begadim would come from the consensus of the Kohenim. They would choose who they wanted to be the Kohen Gadol and they would offer their candidate, so to speak, the Begadim, as the way to enable him to, to attain that position. And therefore, there's two different ways how a coin can become a coin Gadol. The one is, so to speak, he's designated from above. And that would be by pouring the Shemra Mishcha over his head. 
as by every time the Shemir Mishcha was used. It was always used by the Novi, who was on a higher level, to appoint someone, so to speak, lower than him, to a certain position. The same thing by the kings. Shaul HaMelech, David HaMelech, were both anointed by the Novi to become kings, the Novi acting on Hashem's orders, and therefore it was an appointment from above. The other option was when someone was offered the clothing. And that was the agreement of the other Kohenim to offer that individual the schos and the potential, the possibility of becoming a Kohen God. Same thing by a king. When a king is chosen by the people, so they symbolically give him the crown. A crown is also a beged, and it's something which the people can offer their candidate to become the monarch. So really, the two ways that a person can become a Kohen Gadol would depend on where the appointment is coming from. And just like at the end of the first verse of Mikdash, the Shemana Mishra had been hidden, and therefore throughout the period of the second verse of Mikdash, they had to appoint Kohenim Gadolim by means of the Shemana Bagadim. So too, at the time of the second verse of English, there was no longer Nevoah. And if that's the case, the appointments of the Kohenim were from the people and not from Hashem because they didn't have the prophecy. And they didn't have the person who had Hashem's instruction of who to choose as the next Kohen God. With this background, so now let's look back to Absalom. We asked the question, but the two psukim seem to be repetitive. There's a big difference between them. Because here we're talking about Iron Akoin. Now, sometimes when the Torah is talking about the Kohen Gadol, the Torah calls him Iron. Iron is the first Kohen Gadol, and therefore it applies to him. But any subsequent Kohen Gadol is called Aaron as well. Because they were also fulfilling the role of Aaron. We have it in this parasha many times. When we talk about the clothing of Aaron, and Aaron will wear the, the tzitz, and Aaron will wear the choshen, we're not talking specifically about the person, Moshe Rabbeinu's brother, Aaron ben Amram. We're talking about the role of Aaron, which means the Kohen Gadol. Just like when it talks about the Avod of Yom Kippur, it says, Aaron and this is where Aaron will come to Kodesh HaKadoshim. We don't mean Aaron the individual. We mean Aaron or ever fulfilling Aaron's role. In other words, Aaron the Kohen God. And then Aaron is just a term for the Kohen God because he was the first. And if that's the case, how will the Torah differentiate between something which is unique to Aaron himself? Aaron the individual, as opposed to something which applies to all Kohenim today. And the answer is, what applies to any future Kohen Gadol, the Torah uses the word Aaron. Aaron means the person who is the Kohen Gadol, and any future Kohen Gadol would be the Aaron, so to speak, of that generation. Whereas when we're talking about Aaron, a Kohen, the brother of Moshe, so then the way the Torah refers to him is Aaron Achicho. Aaron, your brother. 
That means specifically the individual, not a generic term for any future kohen. With that understanding, let's look back at Absuk. Because first, Moshe is told that he's going to elevate Aaron Akoyen to becoming the Kohen God. And how's he going to do it? What's the way that Moshe Rabbeinu brings Aaron to the Kohen God? Do we know? Like the Prophet says in Pekodei, that he was Moshe Chim, he poured the Shem and Mishcha over his head. And in that way, Aaron was elevated to become the Kohen God. Moshe was the Nobi. And therefore, the position of the Nobi is the one who's chosen B'Shem Hashem to confer that title on whoever Hashem chooses to be the Kohen God. And therefore, the way Aaron Akoyen became the Kohen God, it was Makadishim, like the Pasuk says in Pekodei, that Moshe was Moshe Chim. Moshe anointed him with Hashem and Mishcha. And he, became, and he became the Kohen God. And therefore, for Aaron Akoyen, who was made the Kohen God by being anointed by Moshe, so what was the role of the Shemun of giving him the Big Day Kohen? What role did the Big Day Kohen play? And the answer is what the Prophet says at the beginning. And Hashem tells Moshe, Vasisa Big Day Kodesh Aaron Achicho. You should make these begotten for your brother, for Aaron. But here we're talking about Aaron Achicho. Aaron, Aaron Moshe's brother. And in that case, the begotten aren't coming as a way to make him a Kohen God. But that is a Shemina Mishcha. So what are the begotten coming for? The Chavar Latifaris. They're coming as a source of honor, as a source of splendor, as a source of pride, like we'll still explain. But then Hashem tells him, you should speak to all the Chachmei Leiv, the people who are going to be involved in fashioning and sewing and preparing the clothing of the Kohen Gadol. And they are making the coin, the coin of the Kohen because the also speak the Aaron, the Kancha, the Kanani. They're making the Begodim for, as a way, in order to make a Kohen Gadol, the Kancha, as a way to sanctify, to elevate somebody to become a Kohen God. Because there will be those Kohen Gadolim that the way they become Kohen Gadolim is by virtue of wearing the Begadim. And therefore Hashem tells Moshe, for you, you're making the Begadim for Aaron as a covenant of Tiferes. Not as a means of being Makadashim, but as a means of adding something else. What he calls covenant Tiferes. But you must tell the Chachmedev who making the Begadim that they're making the Begadim as a way to Makadish the Kohen God. Because there will be times when it will only be through the Begadim, by being given the clothing to wear, that a person will become a Kohen God. And that's why in this Pasuk, it just says iron, it doesn't say iron Achicha. Because we're talking about the future Kohen Gadolim, who wanted the Shem and Mishra, and will need the Begadim in order to Makadish them. And then lastly, the puzzle goes back to the present. Here's the begadim that you should make. And then it says, and they'll make these begadim, la'aron achicho, la'kanudi. They'll make these begadim for Aaron to mechayin, to, uh, to, to act as a coin, because as we know, the coin godl 
or even the Kohen Hedges can only do the Ravoda when they have the rat Begodim. But here it doesn't say Lekadshay. Because if you're talking about Aaron Ochicha, if you're talking about Aaron, your brother, then Aaron became Kodesh, Aaron became sanctified through the Shemina Mishcha. And the point of the Begodim, from Klai Yisrael's point of view, was only to enable him to do the Avod. There were those Kohenim where the Begodim was what elevated them to their status of Kohen Gadol. But in the case of Aaron, the Begodim were just there in order to be able to do the Avod that needed the Begodim. What elevated him to the status of Kohen Gadol was the Shem and Amishka which was put on his head. That's our starting point. We see the two ways of becoming a Kohen Gadol and based on that the role that the Big Dekona play. And if that's okay, so let's go back to the puzzle we mentioned before. When Moshe Ben is told to make Big Dekodesh for Aaron, Ochicho, for Aaron your brother, Moshe is being told this isn't the way that's going to make him into a Kohen Gadol. We saw, we saw the Shemra Mishchad did that. But rather he's being told that the reason he's giving the Begodim is a covenant of the Ferris. And what does that mean to us? And the answer is like this. We see over here a principle. Sometimes in various cases HaKadosh Baruch Hu determines who the leader of Klai is going to be. That's our means of the Shem and Amishra. Sometimes Klai Yisrael choose for themselves who they want their leader to be. That's by means of giving that individual the begotten to wear. What Hashem is telling Moshe here is that in those cases where Kodesh Baruch Hu is choosing the leader and he is deciding Hashem and Amishra who he wants, who he appoints as a Kohen Gadol, then the point of giving him the big day kahuna is the covenant of forest. It's a source of pride, it's a source of splendor. The regular Kohenim wore plain white begodim. The Kohen Gadol was bedecked in gold and in the royal colors of purple and crimson and whatever they were. And the idea should be that once we know who Hashem has chosen as a leader, it's our job, the covenant of forest. It's our job to respect them, to honor them, to look up to them. And to create a situation where that's how people are going to respond to the leader Hashem has chosen. And that was the point of the beginning for Aaron. Aaron was chosen by Hashem. And that obligates us to call him forest. That obligates us to respect him and to honor him as the one who Hashem has chosen to be the Kohen God. That's what applies to the Kohen Gadol. As we saw, there were periods when the Kohen Gadol was chosen by Hashem. There were periods afterwards when there was no Nevo and no Shem and Amishra. And the people choose who they wanted to be their, 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 their leader. They wanted to be the Kohen Gadol. Similarly, when it came to kings, there were kings who were appointed by Hashem with the Shem and Amishra. And there were kings who were appointed by the people by being offered the crown of kingship. But there's one area where HaKadosh Baruch Hu chooses his leaders. And it's only Hashem. That isn't something which people can choose. And that is, we spoke about 
the one who wears the crown of Kohana. And we saw that sometimes it would be appointments from people or from the point from Hashem. We spoke about the one who wears the crown of kingship. And again, sometimes there could be a crown which was the crown of the Shem and Amishcha which was poured over one's head or it could be a crown given to him by the nation. When it comes to the third crown, which is the crown of Torah, that's only something which is conveyed by Hashem. This is something Moshe Rabbeinu asked Hashem for much later on. That is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should be the one to be poiked Isha La'ida. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should be the one to determine who he wants to lead Klai Yisrael. Appointments of Torah leaders, Hashem decides. And it makes sense, because they're the ones representing Him. And therefore, it's His decision who He who is going to choose. How does Hashem decide? Or let's say better, how does Hashem make known to us His decision? So it's interesting, it was brought down that they asked of Moshe Feinstein this question. And the answer pretty much was that it's something that people feel, they sense, they understand who it is that HaKadosh Baruch has given the mantle of leadership to. It's already it is an appointment of Hashem. That's something which Korach was mistaken in and that led to his downfall. Korach wanted to claim that Klai Yisrael can choose their own leaders as well. The nation is all Kaddish and therefore let them choose their leaders. And they were wrong. And that's what Hashem showed him. When it comes to Torah leadership, only Hashem chooses. But if that's the case, what's expected from us? And that's the second part of the Pasuk. What Hashem expects from us is to accept and to respect and to look up to whoever he's chosen to be the leader. And that's how we found there's a din even by Kohen Gadol of Godleo Mishal Echov. There's a din by Kohen Gadol of the other Kohenim have a job to elevate him, to make him, to make him more chashuv, to put him in a place where people will respect him. That's our job. To accept and respect HaKadosh Baruch as a pointy. And therefore, the big Nekona symbolized that too. Sometimes they became, they were the way through which a person became a Kohen Gadol. But here by Aaron we see that the big Nekona played the job of separating the Kohen Gadol from everyone else. So to speak, putting him in a position where other people would respect him, where other people would, res- would accept Hashem's appointment. That's our job with Kainim Gedolim. The Chavrut Tifaris. That's our job with Kainim And it's interesting, the term used for someone being chosen to be a leader of Klai Yisrael is also a term as if he was anointed with the Shem and Amishcha. For example, we say about Hashem Ba'yechai. Ba'yechai nimshachta. You were anointed with what? With the Shem and Sasan Mechavirecha. But that's anointing oil above your friends. That obviously doesn't mean literally. The Shem and Amishcha doesn't exist in his time. But it means that he was appointed from Hashem. And like every God who is appointed from Hashem, 
what's required from us is the covenant of the Tifaris. That we look after them. We respect them. We treat them as Hashem's nominee, Hashem's candidates. And therefore, so to speak, we doing what we expect our men to do. To accept upon us the person that Kaddish Baruch has chosen as the leader of Israel. 